This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. With Verizon, you can now get a private 5G network, so you can do more than connect your business. You can make it even smarter. Now ports can know where every piece of cargo is and where it's going. Robots can predict breakdowns and order their own replacement parts. And retailers can get ahead of the fashion trend of the day with a new line tomorrow. With a Verizon private 5G network, you can get more agility and security, giving you more control of your business. We call this enterprise intelligence. From the network America relies on, Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available in select areas. Pre-qualification required for private 5G network. Terms apply. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This episode, I'm going to play my training that I did last week or earlier this week on going from entrepreneur to executive. This training was so amazing. And I'm not just saying that because I did it, but I always pray just for God to intervene and for him to override my notes and my plans and my slides, whatever it is I have prepared, I always ask for God to have his way. And that's exactly what happened. And it was so good. I couldn't just leave it on my YouTube channel. So I'm going to play it here on the podcast Make sure you listen to the end. If you ever wanted me to be your business coach, at the end, I share an opportunity that I have open right now for the next couple of weeks for you to be able to work with me on growing your business. So without further ado, oh, quick note, if you want to watch the video version, I've included the link in the show notes so you can go and watch the video on my YouTube channel. But without further ado, here is my message on how you can go from entrepreneur to executive and overall, most importantly, doing it God's way. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. All right, let's get right into it. So before we get into the next slide, welcome, 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 welcome. I am so excited to be doing this training because as I said in my prayer, my heart has broken in this area because I'm the type of person where I keep my head down and I work. That's it. That's it. I keep my head down and I work. I'm unfazed by um, 
anything that's going on in the world. I'm unfazed by what's happening on social media. I know what God has called me to do, and I'm very serious about getting it done. But one thing that I've noticed from the entrepreneurs that I've worked with through my company um, that I've been able to connect with via the society and other platforms is that a lot of us really don't understand the foundations of business. A lot of us are subject matter experts. You may have a purpose or some a mission or something specific that God has called you to do, but there's so many foundational elements of business that's so necessary for us to understand so that we can see success in it. So before we get into the business stuff, allow me, allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Tatum Iomi K. I go by Tatum Tamia. Sometimes I'll put my full government out there, but I am the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, the founder and CEO of Anchored Media. To tell you guys a little bit about myself beyond business, because come on, outside of what I can produce, I am a woman, I am a person, I love myself, I, I love who God, this woman that God has molded me to be beyond what I can do, I love who I am. And so to tell you guys a little bit about me um, as a woman, I got saved, saved in 2016, 2017. Now, when I say saved, saved, what I mean by that is I got saved in middle school, uh, no, high school, excuse me, and I wanted to live for God like I felt him tugging on me, but I didn't have the tools to be able to really live that life, and so I went back to doing what I wanted to do, and it wasn't until about um, 2016 to 2017 where I, I call it getting saved, saved, because that's when I made the decision that not only do I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, but I'm committed to living righteously. And a really pivotal moment for me is I came across that scripture that I reference often, Jeremiah 1, 5, where it says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I called you and I set you apart to be a prophet for the nations. And so I was like, hmm. Well, if God knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb, what am I up here trying to figure life out by myself for? It just, something clicked in me that I wasn't supposed to be out here doing what I was taught to do, right? The American dream of going to college, getting a degree, you work for however many years, then you retire and have fun. I, it, that never sat right with me. And so I was in this space where I was entrepreneurial and I wanted to start a business. But beyond that, I was trying to also build my faith in the background. And so around this 2016, 2017, I can't remember the exact year, um, I decided in my closet one day, I said, God, if, if you light a fire on the inside of me for you, because I've been one foot in and one foot out for a long time. I've been going to church with the exes still on my hand from the club the night before for a minute. I've been drunk on the, on the ground saying, God, if you cure this hangover, I'm going to serve you. I've been there, done that. But God, I, I want to take this seriously and I want to live for you. And so I made that decision in that year and I've not turned back since. Now, listen, life has not been easy. I have not been perfect, but I have been committed um, and, and truly pursuing God and who he saw before he formed me in my mother's womb ever since then. So in addition to that, I'm, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. I've been married to my person my soulmate, anybody's met my husband, they know God made him specifically for me. Like it's, it's the details in which God made that man for me. Um, I've been married to my amazing husband since 2018. I've been a mom to my brilliant brown baby. That's one of my favorite, uh, one of our favorite books that we read. And so I call him that uh, since 2020. I've been serving in ministry for about three years now. 
um, just really being able to just use my gifts to be able to advance the kingdom of God. It's been a real honor and a learning experience for sure, because I'm an entrepreneur. I think of everything from a business mindset. So ministry has definitely been teaching me how to do, still use my talents and gifts, but using it in the house of God. And so I've been doing that for the last three years outside of work. Because again, we're people outside of what we do. And I want, I want y'all to really understand that because we are humans, we are women, we are people besides the bosses and, you know, doing the hats that we wear and all of that. And a key part to really excelling in business and being content at every level that you're going to be in, because business is going to have ebbs and flows. It's going to go up, it's going to go down, it's going to go up, it's going to, like things happen. And especially doing business God's way, a lot's going to happen. So you're dealing with whatever's going to happen in business. And then you're dealing with whatever process God has you in. It can be a lot. And it's so important to not let your identity be wrapped in around what you do. And so that you really have an identity in who you are, because that groundedness is what's going to what's going to really keep you. Um, so for me, outside of work, I love to cook. I am a vegan, which is a vegan who eats seafood. <laughs> um, I love to try new recipes. I love to cook. I'll try most things once. I won't do anything crazy like jump off a cliff, bungee jumping or anything like that. I will not. But <laughs> I love to try new experiences, go to comedy shows, uh, play golf, spend, spend time with my friends and, and family. Um, I say family because a lot of my friends are family. I have friends. We've been friends since middle school. Um, and I just love spending time with the people that I love. And I love a true show true crime show or documentary. So if y'all have any suggestions, DM me, send me an email because I love to watch something good. Now, me as the executive, I have been building brands for 10 years. When I was doing this, this slide deck, I didn't even realize it had been that long. But before becoming an entrepreneur, I've always been good at building brands. When I was in college, I worked with a startup company. It was a clothing line company where I helped them with their marketing to get their brand out there. Um, to generate sales. I started a blog when I was on campus that was very, very popular really quickly. Um, and from there, I've always worked in marketing. So from my corporate jobs to what I did on the side, I've always been building brands. I've been an entrepreneur for seven years. I started out with a youth program that afforded me a lot of amazing opportunities. So here's an old throwback picture of me speaking um, at a university, another throwback picture of me speaking at the CBC week. Um, which is a, the Black Con Congressional Black Caucus Week, which is a huge event for Blacks in politics in D.C. So with my youth program, I was able to accomplish a lot. But I realized very quickly that I love the work. I didn't like the business. And that's a big part of entrepreneurship as well, is that there's a business side to things. So yes, you may love building the websites. Yes, you may love um, helping, you know, serving the community. But do you like the business part? Because that's a big part of it as well. And if you don't like the business part, that doesn't mean you need to do away with the business altogether. You may need to bring in a co-founder or you may need to bring in someone who can handle the business, but the business got to get taken care of. And so for me, I realized that I didn't like the business. I wasn't willing to bring anybody else on to handle it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put this on the shelf. I'm going to come back to it later so that I can do the work in more of a philanthropic way um, versus that being the business. And so I put that down and that's when I started doing, um, doing coaching as far as like building brands and marketing. Now with that, I realized, oh, hold on now. 
I want to start a podcast because I see my target audience is going towards podcasting. And also around that time, building a brand online, blogging was an option and I had done that and I just was bored with it to be to be completely honest. Blogging was an option. I didn't want to keep doing that. Um, YouTube was an option. I didn't want to be on camera or editing videos. Instagram, social media was an option to build a brand online. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do that either because in order to be on social media and build a brand there, I would have to really expose a lot of my life. I would have to have the phone up, taking pictures of everything. And that wasn't conducive for the lifestyle I want to live, right? Like I said, in the things I like to do, everything in my, what I do outside of work is laid back, right? I like to hang out with my family. I like to watch TV. I like to cook. I like to be disconnected from the online world. And so building a brand online while also maintaining that digital distance was unheard of. And podcasting was the perfect opportunity for me to be able to do that. And I jumped on it. And I also saw it was a great opportunity for me to funnel people into the business that I was building. And that's when I started it. From there, on the back end, I was growing my relationship with God. I, if you go on my YouTube channel, I have plenty of stories. Um, one in particular where he told me to shut down my uh, business. And so that's on there. But um, during that time, I quit my job. So I've been a, a full-time entrepreneur for five years now. And I started Anchor Media in 2019. And whew, let me tell you something. When God says it's time to go on something, don't miss it. Don't miss it. And so Anchor Media, uh, with we've been doing this for three, only three years, right? There was a period, I've, I've been an entrepreneur for seven years, full-time for five. Now between the, the, uh, those two years between quitting my job and starting Anchor Media, my business was shut down. I was doing the podcast and I was just like, God, what's up? He put me in this training season. And as I was reflecting on that before coming on here, I was reminded of something God was telling me earlier or a couple of weeks ago. And that period for me was like a wilderness period. And God was saying, uh, this wilderness period that a lot of us call it, this is a period that is for development and training is to increase and to mold. And this wilderness period that we're perceiving as a setback, right? I perceived it as a setback that he had me shut my business down. So I'm like, God, who am I? I'm on this podcast talking about God and business. I don't have a business. I got a couple products, but that's not a business. What am I doing? I just felt like an imposter because of the season of, the, of molding and training that God had me in. And so God told me that those seasons, that those seasons, takes decades off of the time that it takes to get to the promise, literal years and years. And yet so many people think that it's slowing them down. And he said, oh, how conventional understanding and knowledge will bound a believer who isn't willing to surrender to the supernatural. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let me just give you my edges now. Let me just take the whole wig off. Because, and this is why we have to talk about doing business God's way. Because conventional knowledge, and this is my prayer, I have a master's in business. I've been building brands for 10 years. I've grew, you know, Anchor Media has grown from zero to a quarter million dollars in its first three years where most businesses have been failed by then. God superseded the success once it was time for me to step in to what he's called me to do. And so my prayer always is, and I prayed it earlier today, and I pray it every time before I work. God, give me wisdom that supersedes my education. I have a master's in business. I'm very good at this. But God, give me wisdom that goes beyond what I know. 
because I'm not going to build supernatural by walking in my own strength. And so for many of you guys, you're in this season where God is training and developing you and molding you. And he wants you to understand it's not a setback. It feels like a setback. But when you have an arrow, you pull that arrow back because once you let it go, it launches towards the target. So some of you guys, it feels like you're getting put back, pulled back, but God is launching you towards something that is literally going to take decades. If And, and you want to be on the hamster wheel. You want to be running, 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 feeling like you're doing and doing everything, doing something, exerting all of this energy, but you're not getting anywhere. So don't misconstrue the season that you're in. Again, this, these are, this is not in my notes, but we pray for a reason. Don't misconstrue the season that you're in. This is a season of training and development, building a foundation so that when God does blow on it, you're able to sustain. I don't know who that was for, but just take it. <laughs> so in addition to growing Anchor Media to a quarter million dollars in its first three years, um, I just started a new business a couple of months ago called Anchor Media Studios. It'll be launching next year. But it's actually, this is a real estate business. It's a commercial uh, property that we purchased uh, in the D.C. area that I'm very, very, very excited about. It's already making money because we have tenants in the process uh, or in the process. We have tenants in the property. So I don't have to rush to do anything with that business. I can go ahead and continue what God is calling me to do and collect them checks every single month. Um, so that's who I am as an executive. So now that y'all know me, Nice pleasure to meet you all. Now that you guys know me, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about the statistics and business and how you can beat them. We're going to talk about the simple blueprint to doing business God's way. And I have a quote from Dr. Shiloh, who's in the comments here in the presentation where we were talking the other day. And she said, um, a lot of people confuse simple with easy. And so we're going to talk about the simple blueprint to doing business God's way. But please believe it ain't easy. Uh, we're going to talk about the difference between an entrepreneur and an executive and um, how to tap into that executive life. And I'm going to tell you about something new that I'm doing where I'll give you an opportunity for me to be your coach. This is the first time I'm doing it since I shut my business down uh, some years ago. This, as of right now, is the only time I'm doing it, <laughs> but I'm really excited about uh, the program that I put together. And I'll tell you guys about that at the end. So. 18.4% of private businesses in the U.S. fail within the first year. After five years, almost half of them. After 10 years, 65% have failed. And eight out of 10 Black-owned businesses fail within the first 18 months. So the odds are not in our favor. Now, the, so I have the solution here, but these are actually the top three reasons why businesses fail. So in the reason why they fail is, of course, the solution. So businesses fail because of cash flow issues, um, a lack of an in-demand product or service, and the lack of doing in-depth market research. Now, cash flow is a big one because it costs to start a business and it costs to maintain a business. So we have cash flow and funding next to each other because the funding um, is referring to money that you need to start up that startup capital. But you also need cash in order to reinvest in a business, in order to make a profit. But a lot of entrepreneurs don't have that. An in-demand in product or service is like literally entry level. So many people say, hey, I want to start a t-shirt line. So let me go straight to developing the shirts. Let me create an Instagram 
and start posting online and all of these things. So many people put the cart before the horse and those businesses fail because you didn't take the proper time to see, is this in demand? Do people want t-shirts right now? Do people want a life coach right now? That takes market research to figure out maybe if they may not just want any old t-shirt, but maybe they need a t-shirt that is, I don't know, dry. Let's say a t-shirt that they can dress up or dress down. I don't know. But when you do your market research and see what is in demand, that's going to allow you to tailor what your business needs in order to be successful. And so I wanted to pull in like the reason why these businesses are failing at this rate, because I want to emphasize that these three things are all covered in the executive planning stage. Your business shouldn't get to the point of failing because by the time it's launched, you should already understand how much it costs to start your business. You should already understand how much it costs to run your business. You should already understand how much it costs to scale your business. These are step one things. You should already know that your product is in or service is in demand because it should solve a problem, right? A business, a business is not supposed to be started because it feels good to you. A business is supposed to be started because it solves a problem. When I started Anchor Media, I, I started it because God told me to, but God is also brilliant. And so when I started Anchor Media, we solve a clear problem. A lot, it's easy to start a podcast. People don't know how to scale and monetize podcasts. To this day, there is a gap in the podcasting industry for marketing because you have all of these shows who are starting because it's easy to get a microphone recorded and uploaded to the internet. You have all of these advertisers who are throwing billions and billions of dollars to podcasting, but you have so many shows who never make it to the point to being able to take advantage of that because they don't, excuse me, meet the, the listenership requirement. And so here's this huge gap in the marketplace beyond launching a podcast. Because if we would have just did that, we would not have gotten to a quarter million dollars in less than three years. Because that's not a, starting a pro podcast is not a, a problem for people. A problem for people is starting one that has listenership and listenership that is to the, the magnitude to where they can get money. So now we have clients who we manage their podcast where they're, I think we have um, two of our clients who just signed on this year are now positioned to make money via advertising. They were already making money via their businesses because that's one of the things that we teach. But we're solving a very clear, concrete issue. Even with this, what we're doing right now, a lot of people are starting businesses, but they're not succeeding. These statistics tell us through market research that this is a clear problem. So for you and whatever your business is, make sure that you're covering these bases. Do you know how much it costs to start? Do you know how much it costs to maintain? All of this is done in the business planning stages. So I wanted to cover this because it's so simple. It's, it's very, very simple, but it takes work. And one thing that's not going to cut it in building a business, a successful one, is laziness. That is not going to cut it. I posted recently about, you know, my, my schedule and a lot of people always ask me to uh, talk about, you know, how do you balance everything with motherhood and business and all of these things? And I'm like, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I work before my son wakes up. And then after my son gets his, after I get him together and he's ready for his day and our child, we have our childcare and everything. I spend time with God. Me and Dr. Charlotte have a prayer call every day at 11 o'clock in the morning. After around 12 or so, I work some more. 
around 4.30 when my, our, our nanny leaves, it's family time. And that's a non-negotiable. I get special permission to do things in the evening like this. <laughs> this, is, this does not happen often. Um, and so a lot of people aren't willing to wake up that early and to do what needs to be done to get the goals accomplished, but you have to have a work ethic. God is amazing. He is supernatural, but you have to work. Work as if it's unto the Lord, it says in scripture. So these are the things that um, you need to beat the statistics. Money, an in-demand product or service, and you need to do your market research because that's going to inform your business decisions. Now, let's talk a bit about the difference between entrepreneurship and executive. So God gave me this revelation back in maybe like 20, I cannot remember. I think it was 2019, 2020, around that time. And so God was saying, and so every year at the end of the year, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for the last couple of weeks, I was replaying some episodes where I talk about executive planning. So for me, the second half of the year, usually around September, I start pulling together data from everything that we got going on. So I look at all of the marketing stuff. I look at all of the financials. I look at um, all of the products and services we have going on. Uh, I talk to my team like, hey, what's, how are you feeling about this year? I get feedback from them. I get feedback from my clients. I check in with myself. Do I like what we got going on? Do I like doing this product or service? That's why whenever we launch something new, like the program I'm going to tell you guys about, I always say, I don't know if I'm going to do it again because I'm going to do it once. And then we're going to see if I enjoy it, if I'm able to get, um, you know, the level of results. I know I can do it, but do I enjoy this? Is this the best use of my time? So I do things like that to just really check in. And so then from there, we start building a plan of, okay, next year, we're not going to do this. So really smart decisions usually come from that. So one of the things that came from doing this last year was for our company, our end of the years and beginning of the years have been like really busy. And I, I didn't intentionally make it that way, but we would have our podcast retreats at the end of the year, and then we would do something to celebrate the podcast anniversary at the beginning of the year. And so that made everybody very busy at the end and the beginning of the year. And even for myself, I noticed even after one of our events, I was a little bit more, I was a little less patient than I normally am. I was a little bit more, I wasn't snapping on anybody, but I could feel myself getting easily irritated. And so afterwards, I'm like, okay, what? What was that about? And so, because I love doing these things, but I was just tired and I didn't give myself time to really be able to rest. And so one of the decisions we made was like, okay, we're not celebrating no more podcast anniversaries until like year 10. If we're still doing this in year 10, we'll do something in and maybe that'll be a live event or something like that, but we're not doing that again. And we're not having any events in December. And in fact, this year, I said, then I was like, and in fact, I want December for us all to be off. I don't want to work in December. Do y'all want to work in December? They like, girl, no. So we, that is a new goal. So just we check in at the end of the year. And so, and so in addition to that, though, I usually also fast for a period of time. I take like a week off and I fast um, every day. So from usually like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And every day I'm like, okay, God, what, where are we getting it wrong? Where are we getting it right? How can we improve? What's the So after he tells me, you know, things that we need to do to improve upon what we have going on, I say, okay, what are we doing next year? Because I'm not about to go and create a vision board or set these goals and all of these things and just doing all of the hype to talk about things that I want to happen. 
what do you need for me to do? Because that's what we're going to be doing. And so um, it was this one year where God said, I need you to go from being an entrepreneur to an executive. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And so he said, you've been an entrepreneur up until this point, right? You've been grinding, hustling, figuring things out. You know, at the time I wasn't, this was, when I first became an entrepreneur, I wasn't married. My husband and I were, were dating. I wasn't married, didn't have kids. I had nothing but time. He was my boyfriend. So I wasn't about to treat him like he was my husband. So if I got something to do, I got something to do. You have to wait. And so <laughs> you ain't my husband yet. So you still number two to this business until uh, you sign that paper. But um, so I was all in just grinding, 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 trying to figure it out, not sleeping doing all of these different things, all the the being busy, thinking about the short term, chasing the the bright, shiny objects, all of the things. And God was like, that's, you're not going to be able to build with the magnitude of what I'm calling you to build that way. So I need you to step into the executive role. I need you to, to start working on your human resources. And so at this time, I'm like, HR, okay. So I didn't have any employees at this time. And I said, okay, I hired an HR consultant and I'm like, hey, uh, I don't have nothing. So help. <laughs> and so she was like, oh, perfect. Cause now we get opportunity to build out your HR stuff from scratch without there being any issues. So she helped us develop our employee handbook, our pro- policies and procedures, what holidays we were going to celebrate, um, health insurance options, all of these things. She went over them with me. And I said, okay, great. Not too long after that, I brought on my first person part-time. And so this wasn't, I didn't have any full-time employees at that time. It was uh, more so like contractors and then like a virtual assistant that would help me out. But I was really trying to build my internal team. So God started showing me just the internal team that I needed to build. And so just making that decision, as he began to grow the business, I started hiring people full-time. I started, now our company offers full benefits. You know, it and good ones too, because I'm I believe that taking care of God's people is not just about what I can do on these live streams, but the people that I work with day to day, they should be able to know that they should be able to be able to tell that I know the Lord too, based off of how they're taken care of. And so that goes to me and everybody who works on my team. And so um we've been able to build a really good company culture by just thinking about the executive side. And building out HR, but that was God really giving me that revelation. And so my mindset since then has been, this is a job. So I'm showing up. I'm on paper the CEO of this company. So I'm showing up. It's my job to grow this business. God is my CEO. So it's my job to make sure he's pleased and to make sure that everything we're doing in this business is glorifying him and it's showing results. And so with that, I became so passionate about sharing the difference between the two. So here's the investo- Investopedia definition is that an entrepreneur is an individual who creates a business. You take on most of the risk. You enjoy the fruits of your labor. Um, you know, setting up that business is called entrepreneurship, but an com- entrepreneur is commonly seen as an innovator, somebody who comes up with these new ideas and all of that. Now, that's the textbook definition. But the second you open up TikTok or Instagram these days and you see entrepreneurs, it's these cultural norms that are not going to cut it when it comes to being an executive. No sleep, that's not gonna cut it. I told y'all I wake up at 4 a.m. I go, I'm in the bed by nine. <laughs> the, I'm, let me tell you, 
I might be a little bit later tonight because I'm doing this, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to drink that coffee and I'm going to be fine. But that no sleep thing, that's not going to work. Go to bed. How are you going to build God's business if you're not clear minded? There is going to be enough that the enemy tries to plant into your head as you build this business. You don't need tiredness to be one of them working against you. Go to bed. <laughs> Self-reliant. So you see a lot of people talking about, um, I'm self-made. I'm self-paid. Let me tell you something. I'm smart, but God is brilliant. I'm very smart. I'm not smarter than God. So I'm going to sit down and eat my food and rely on him. And the second he tell me what to do, all that smarts that I have, I'm going to apply it to his plan and not my own. I can't rely on myself if I'm building something for God. I don't know it all. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He knows it all. So you, you cannot rely on yourself in this walk. So self-reliance is a cultural norm of, of, of being an entrepreneur that's not going to cut it. Being an executive and most importantly, being God's executive busyness versus productivity is not going to is not going to cut it doing a lot of things but working towards nothing that's the the hamster wheel that i'm talking about right with it looks good and when you on tiktok and you like i'm grinding i'm uh i have a friend who uh, never mind because <laughs> i want them to watch it like you were talking about me never mind but there are a lot of people who will hold their phone up oh I'm, I'm i'm on my grind i'm doing this i'm doing that and sometimes I would look and be like, when are you actually doing what it is that you do? Because all day, I see these little rice bits at the top of, uh, <laughs> y'all know on Instagram, when the stories, when it's a lot, the little joints at the top be real small. So I'm looking like, you posted a lot. There's no way you were actually really doing anything. There's no way. And if you were, you weren't focused doing it. So like, it wasn't even done well. But you, you have to be productive. Um, a lot of people or entrepreneurship, it's culturally acceptable to focus on a short term uh, game versus the long game. I said on one of my YouTube videos, hustlers belong in the, on the block and not in the boardroom. Because when you come in the boardroom, you come with a plan. You're, you are rested, dressed professionally. You have your plan. You're ready to get things done. When you're on the block, you're just standing out there waiting for somebody to come in and, and do whatever. I listened to a lot of gangster rap back in the day, so excuse me for the drug dealer references. <laughs> but seriously, though, uh, hustlers belong on the block. You don't have to hustle when you're an executive. You make long-term strategic decisions, and then on a day-to-day -day basis, you see those decisions through. That's it. So we have to break out of these cultural norms of entrepreneurship and really tap into the executive. So let's talk about that. I'm going to talk about how you make God the CEO. Let me go back and forth between these real quick. So an executive is a person with senior managerial responsibility in a business or organization. That's what it's defined as. In Oxford languages, this is my favorite definition. So we're going to come back to that in a second, though. But when you're an executive, you're the CEO of your company, but God is the CEO of you, right? So... This is a simple system. Remember, I say simple, not easy, but simple system to doing business God's way. You can find it in Joshua 1 and 8. It says, keep this, keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So I put some highlights in here so you, you can see. 
then you will be flourishing financially and accomplishing your purpose. This is the blueprint. Joshua 1.8 is the blueprint. And so just so that I can make it even more clear, I'm going to pull out the three main points of this. First, keep this book of law always on your lips. So that means speak the word of God daily, daily. Mind your mouth. Keep the word of God on your lips. And in order to keep the word of God on your lips, you have to know the word of God. So that means that you can't skip building your relationship with God and studying the word when you're trying to build a business for him. How that's going to work? Because that self-doubt is going to come. The battlefield of your mind is going to happen. But you've got to be able to use your sword, which is the word. And you have to know it in order to be able to use it. So some of you guys, the reason why business has been beating you up so brutally is because you've been going to a fight without your weapon. So you have to utilize the tool. Everything that we need in this life and in business is in the word of God. It is. So that's number one. Mind your mouth. Speak the word only. Don't let your self-doubt speak for you. Don't let your comparison speak for you. Don't let your insecurity speak for you. If you can't cast out that thought, just don't, at least don't let it come out your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So watch what you say. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Bite a hole if your tongue, if you need to, but shut it up if you ain't saying that word. <laughs> the second thing, meditate on it day and night. So think about the word seriously in day and in night. It, the Bible is so practical. I'm telling you, it's so practical. Think about the word seriously, a.m. and p.m. So here's some antonyms for meditate because we know what we hear meditation a lot. But let me tell you what it is not. Ignoring, because some of us, we unintentionally do the opposite of meditating on the word day and night because we ignore it. We neglect it because we're not reading our Bible. We ignore it because we know the word of God, but we're speaking something else anyway. We disregard it. We disbelieve it because when you believe something, you act in it. You don't believe it. You forget it. You can't, you forget it because you have, when you meditate on something day and night, it's in your heart. It's in your mind. It's ingrained in you. So, but if you're forgetting the word, if you're neglecting it or ignoring it, it's because you're not meditating on it. So we have to break this down. It's so practical. And then the third thing, third part of this is obedient. These are all contingencies. So many of us want to be prosperous and successful, but that word then, that means that something has to happen before you get to the prosperity and the success. So you can't go to God and say, God, why haven't you blessed my business? Why haven't I been doing this? I've been doing that. I've been taking the classes. I've been doing all the things. The prosperity and the success comes after these steps. Meditating on the word day and night, keeping the law always on your lips and do everything written in it. Obedience to all of the instructions is the third step. I promise you guys, if you do these three things, you will be successful. It's the word. 
God says his word will never return back to him void. He doesn't lie. It's here. But we can't try to get to the promise without skipping these steps. Good. I'm so glad that you feel convicted because it, it could all be so simple. So again, this is the, if I don't tell y'all nothing else, I want you to keep this on your heart as the, as the blueprint. Now let's talk about the executive life. So I told you guys, this is my favorite definition. And I'm going to break this down either, even further. So, and the second definition of an executive is having the power to put plans, actions, or laws into effect. I love this definition. And let me tell you why. This bridge is the gap. Excuse me. This lies the bridge that allows you to walk fully into what God is calling you to do. As the executive of your company, you put the law, which is the word of God, the plans of the Lord into effect, meaning you carry them out. This is the Oxford languages definition, but it directly correlates with scripture. So let's break these things down individually. So the law. So remember, as an executive, an executive is someone who has the power to put plans, actions, or laws into effect. You, as the executive of your company, have the power to put God's word to, and to put his plan into effect. That's our job. So James 1, 22 through 27, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Let that marinate for a second. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, remember, forgetting is a sign that you're not meditating. See how it all works together? Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in all that they do. I love the Bible. It, if we just open it up, all our answers are there. All of them. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue. Remember, we talked about the tongue. Mind your mouth. Meditate on the word. Keep the law on your lips. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. If you go to church every Sunday, you on the prayer board, the usher board, the breakdown board, the setup board, the choir, you frying the fish, you doing all the things, you parking the cars, you doing everything, and yet still don't speak the word of God, what, what, what you doing? And you don't keep a tight rein on your tongue, meaning you don't control your mouth, what, what, what you doing? God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Do right by people and don't get polluted by the world. Don't get into this entrepreneurship world and be out here getting polluted by it. 
You think everybody else is building TikTok, so now you got to get on TikTok for what? The Bible says that he will make my name great. I don't have to be out here doing what everybody else is doing. That's my, that's my, that's the point of me being a child of the most high God. I have benefits here. I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. I don't have to be grinding and not sleeping and uh, on the block when the sun come up and still on the block when the sun go down. I don't have to do any of that. So we have to stop being polluted by the world, polluted by social media and how everybody else says you need to be doing. Everybody on Toro, now you on Toro. Everybody is uh, buying Airbnbs. Now you buying Airbnbs because that's the quickest way to get successful. There's so many people out here speaking straight foolishness online. And because you're unhappy with where you are in your business or in your life, now you're getting polluted and pulled in by the enemy's tricks. No. Let's keep talking about the law. Colossians 3, 5, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. So we need to put together what put, hold on, let me make sure this is right. This don't look right. This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I've been thinking a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. 
millions of users and 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can give Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to verify. Put together, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, greed, which is idolatry. And this is where you really, I, I really suggest that all of you guys, as you're spending this time with God and you're seeking him on behalf of your business, ask him to show you your earthly nature elements of your earthly nature that keeps you separate from him because in business it's pride it's ego it's greed i remember when the period where i shut my business down and god told me don't do he said do the prayer journal i think i wrote my first book at that time and he said don't do anything else and i had so many opportunities come my way it was to the point where i so serious, y'all. I was salty. So I kept a spreadsheet and was like, every opportunity that came, I put it up with the dollar amount and left it there. And so I was like, God, I turned down this today. I turned down that today. Like just ever, all of my flesh wanted to jump on these opportunities because my circumstances was I needed money. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing much right now. I need to generate income. It was killing my independent I-N-D-E-P-E to be to have to rely on my uh boyfriend fiance. I think he was my fiance by that point. I it was killing me to have to rely on him the way that I was. Because God has me in a season where I gotta sit down and be trained. But I had to put my earthly nature to death to be able to truly do what God is calling me to do. Ephesians 5 and 8, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. We are not supposed to be blending in in business. We ain't supposed to be blending in. I want people to look at what God is calling me. Like, how is she doing that, Christ? How is she purchasing commercial real estate, God? You want to learn about him? <laughs> Can I tell you about a man named Jesus? 
Matthew 5 and 6 said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I want you to read all of the book of Proverbs. Look, I ain't, I ain't about to break out none of them. Read the whole thing. Proverbs is as black and white as it gets. Do this, don't do that. This is wise, this is foolish. It's as simple, it's the most simple book you want to read. Read the book of Proverbs. Now, the, the top mistakes that people make in this area of the law, relying on third-party interpretation of scripture, there are a lot of motivational speakers that are dressed up as pastors that are leaving, leading people to be inspired and emotionally high, but biblically illiterate and ill-equipped to apply the word of God to their life. It gets on my nerves. It pisses me off. And we have to stop following, falling victim to it because it's the word of God. It's the law that we keep on our lips. But how are you going to keep it on your list if you ain't know it? Watching sermons ain't going to cut it. For what God is calling you to build, watching sermons ain't going to cut it. Listening to other people's interpretation of scriptures ain't going to cut it. The Bible app notification of the scripture of the day is not going to cut it. You need to understand the context of the word, the text, the situation, where they were, what are the themes, who are these people, who are they talking to, how does this relate to today, that you have to study it to show yourself approved. And the enemy will easily use your biblical illiteracy to keep you bound and to keep you broke and to keep your business from being what God is calling it to be. So when it comes to the law, all of these scriptures I'm giving, scriptures I'm giving you, you have to know them for yourself. Because you got to know when somebody is feeding you foolishness and feeding you fluff and feeding you stuff that is not correct. I am so grateful. It was so emotionally draining to be in that period of shutting down my business. But when I tell you every single day, me, if me having my study Bible, me and God, every single day, learning the word, there's no way I could have built anything that he's allowed me to build up until this point without that period. There's no way. Another mistake, I covered number two, another mistake is too many people are more literate on church culture than sound doctrine. You know all of these quotes that your grandmama and them said that ain't nowhere near, the, nowhere near in the word. But because auntie and them said it, it's scripture. It ain't even in the word, but you don't even know. But I bet you know what, what uh, lingo is going on right now. I bet you got their faces down. I remember being in a place one time and it was a church. And when I tell y'all, God wasn't nowhere near in that place. And I'm looking around and people are making all the faces, the, all of that hands up, all these things. And I'm like, how? I was so befuddled. I was like, how in the world are y'all in here? so moved by power that you don't even realize that the power that you feel ain't God. The devil's powerful too. You feeling, you feeling a spirit, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. But you're so biblically illiterate 
so disconnected from God for yourself that you don't even realize that he ain't here. That is a scary place to be. because <laughs> granny be wrong now the plan so let's go back quick refreshing remember in the executive life your role as the executive is you have the power to put the plan which is of the lord the words we talked about the law so you put the law which is the word of god and the plans of god not us not what's on your vision board but of the lord into effect by carrying them out Let's talk about the plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, this is popular. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. Just because a scripture is popular, that, that doesn't mean it ain't, is less potent. So don't be like, oh, everybody's talking about Jeremiah 9, 11. It's the word of God. So I don't care how popular it is, it's still powerful. And I told you, uh, Jeremiah 1, 5 is one of my favorites. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you. God knows you. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every mistake that you have, that you've made. He knows every flaw that you have. He knew Moses had a speech impediment when he called him. And he went to Moses to give him the plan and Moses gave him problems. Mo How are you going to tell God you got a speech problem? Uh, duh, he created you, Moses. But that's what so many of us do. God comes to us with a plan. God, I can't do that. Why not? Surely if you said that I can do it, then I can. So let's not sit here and go back and forth. Let me not waste time. Let me get to work because I have work to do in this earth and I'm going to do it for the kingdom of God. He says, I will structure it and instruct you and teach you in a way that you should go. And I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. He, his word is a lamp upon our feet, a light upon our path. The Holy Spirit is our guide, our teacher. God said he will instruct and teach us. It's not for us to figure out for ourselves and it's not for us to do alone. It's for us to get the plan from him and then allow him to instruct us and teach us and to counsel us. People make the most mistakes in this area by thinking that purpose is found anywhere but in God. Usually those things that break your heart and your uh, passion can be indicators of how God may use you, sure. But your purpose in the timing of which you're supposed to do what is something that can only be found in God. It's not something a self-help book is going to teach you. It's not something your favorite Instagram influencer, spiritual or not, is going to teach you. It's only going to go in God. They didn't create you. God did. Another big mistake is accepting God's purpose, but rejecting his path and his process. We all have a training period that we have to go on. God, I'm in a training period right now. God has blessed and God has blessed my business and blessed my life and me so much. But I'm back in another training period where I'm spending an extended period of time with him. And he's teaching me precision. He's teaching me like, what's that? Um, what's it called? I think it's ski shooting where you like throw something up. You got the gun and when they shoot it. That's how he's teaching me. Like, I'm teaching you precision. That it's not going to take you as long to do things because the second you put your hands to it, it's going to be correct the first time. 
I'm teaching you precision in your how you speak and how you pray so that I'm going to show you things and you're going to be able to dress it right then and there and it's taken care of. So there's always a process and a path that you have to surrender to. We go from glory to glory, but in between that time, there's a season where he has to train us to prepare us for that next level of glory. So don't make the mistake of trying to say, God, I, I, I want to do, I want what you want for me, but I don't want it how you want it for me. No, 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 no. We can't have parts. You either fully committed or you're not. You're either hot or you're cold. There's no one foot in, one foot out. You either committed, you either is, or you ain't. Don't make the mistake of trying to speed through the transformation. A lot of times uh, I see a lot of people make the mistake where you go to God um, and you want God to do some things in your life and in your business. And then he starts dealing with you and you're like, oh, whoa, hold on now. I didn't want to deal with my daddy issues. God, I wanted to launch my nonprofit. I know for me, when I got saved, saved, I was like, God, cool. Like, I'm trying to build this business. Let's go. He was like, you know, but the business, though, shut it down. Excuse me. So as I'm in this shutdown period, a lot of times he was dealing with me in my heart. I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy with everybody that I got issues with. I'm in therapy. He's dealing with my heart. He's softening me up. And I didn't, I thought that we were going to just be talking about what he needed me to do. But remember, we talked about in the beginning, who you are as a person matters and that it matters to God. And he wants to clean you up and deal with those things in your heart that you bury. So don't try to speed through that transformation. And the biggest mistake, and I alluded to this before, is all of these are big. So another big mistake is don't try to do God's work before you can properly discern his voice. Okay. This is why you have to know the word because God and his word are one. But you got to be able to know when that, that spirit is manipulating that word where it sounds scripture-like, but it's not all the way correct. When the enemy, go read Matthew 4. When the enemy went and tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he was using things that was scripture, but he was manipulating it and it, was, it wasn't fully correct. And Jesus quickly corrected him. So don't go out here trying to build this business when you can't even hear from God. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You're going to spend a lot of time, make, a lot of time making mistakes. You're going to spend a lot of time going back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Build your relationship with God first, not for the success, but for you first, before we, before you get into any of the, the work in your business. <laughs> God must've told you about me. He be snitching. Exactly. Stuff be scripture-ish, but it's not the word of God. You have to know it. Especially these days, with all of this spirituality and new age crap, it's ridiculous. But it, so, but people of God are being fooled because they don't know the word for themselves. And, then, and you have to be able to discern God's voice because it'll be some situations where it may be, it, there are certain nuances and specifics that God will tell you. And it may be places that you just can't go. You don't know why. 
I remember one time I was supposed to go to a, a, some type of class and I was getting ready to go and, and God said, don't go today. And I was like, okay. So I didn't go. And I started going somewhere else. And um, I drove past the, the way that I usually go to the class and it was an accident. And I was like, man, I wonder if I would have not listened or I'd been like, oh, I don't know if that's God. So let me just go ahead. If that, if something would have happened. So you have to be able to do God's voice, even in business. You need that gift of discerning the spirit so that you can spot wolves in sheep's clothing. And so that you can understand that somebody that may have come in, that you may have met and was pure, have been tainted. You got to be able to know that too. To see like, mm, something ain't right. Can't, can't continue to uh, associate with that. Let me go ahead on. But we, we can't be blind. We have to be aware that God doesn't want us to be blindly going about things. Now let's talk about the plan. Keep talking about the plan. <laughs> Again, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Joshua 1.8, we talked about that already. Some more mistakes that come in this and even with the action part is performing versus being obedient. There will be many situations, especially as God starts to send you out, where people will try to get you to be, get you to perform. I remember I had an event and um, somebody was asking me, we were, I forgot what the event was, but they were like, so is, is God telling you anything to tell me or said anything to you about me or something? And I was like, what? I ain't no crystal ball. You can't rub my head for no, no, I'm not about to sit here and act like I hear nothing either. Cause I don't. And don't ask me that no more. Cause that's weird. But, <laughs> but seriously, people will try to get you to perform, but you have to be obedient. You have to be God reliant and not self-reliant. There was a situation too, um, uh, years ago on the podcast where somebody, and this was just such a, a big moment for me that stood out. And so they had asked a question. This is around the time where I was asking, answering questions like every episode. So they had asked the question and was like, um, what'd they say? Something about if I could pray for them or something along those lines. And I told them to seek God. So then they wrote, they wrote back and got mad at me because they were like, I, um, I did seek God, but I want to hear what you got to say. Oh, no, no, no. Not this works. I don't have nothing for you. And now that you have told me that you sought God, but you still want to hear what I say, no, because you're trying to put me in a place I don't need to be in. I'm not God. I don't know. I sent you to the one who does know. So don't come back to me asking. I'm not going to shuck and jive for nobody, especially not when it comes to things of the Lord. Come on now. It's too many people performing. It's too many preachers performing. Versus saying, thus saith the Lord and truly edifying believers. So when it comes to you doing his plans, don't perform, obey and do what God has called you to do. Don't halfway obey. Partial obedience is still disobedient. You can't obey God a little bit. <laughs> you either do what he told you to do or you don't. Another mistake in this area is overthinking and perfectionism. Perfectionism will get you caught up every single time. Do what God is calling you to do to the best of ability of the ability that you have at that time. A good example of this is our prayer journal. I don't have either one uh, in this room with me, but 
I did my first prayer journal. God is my CEO prayer journal in 2018. I got somebody designed it. I printed it on Amazon. So it's like soft uh, paperback material. That's what I had the capacity to do at that time. I didn't have the, the money to make it at the level that I wanted to, but God told me to put it out. So I put it together at the best of my ability at that time. Now we re-release a, a new prayer journal that is top tier, custom box, gold spiral bound pocket on the inside. It's gorgeous. But now that I have the means to do more, I'm going to do more. But it was still impactful back in 2018. People still was getting free. People were still was spending their time with God. When I wrote my first book, it was paperback. I did the best that I could with what I had. I had somebody edit it. I, I designed the cover myself on Canva or something like that. And just did, communicated what he told me, communicated and put it out. Now, the next book that I'm releasing is done with a publishing company. It's gorgeous. It has a sleeve on it. It's hard bag. It looks like it belongs in Barnes and Noble. It's gorgeous, high quality. But that don't make that book more impactful than the one that I did in 2017, 2018. So don't overthink. Don't be perfect. You don't have to be perfect because you serve a perfect God. Just do what he, just do what he told you to do. So now to action. Remember, let's go back. Your job as the executive is to put the plans, actions, and laws into effect. The law is the word, the plans are of the Lord, and the action is you carry those things out. And the key to that is in John 15, which I always say when I pray, remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. It's not easy, but it is simple. Now let's talk about how to tap into this executive life. First things first, make the Lord your dwelling place. A dwelling place is a home. It's somewhere that you live. It's a place that you abide. It's not somewhere that you just visit. Your hotel is somewhere you visit for a couple of days. It's not your dwelling place though. You need to make the Lord your dwelling place and surrender to him. So it's not... I'm going to go and read my Bible for 30 minutes a day. No, it's I'm going to spend time with God. My life is going to be me praying, me reading my word, me listening to worship music, me disconnecting from uh, the world, me not assimilating to what everybody else is doing, but me creating an atmosphere where I dwell in the shelter of the Most High God and surrendering to this process. You obey what he tells you to do in totality. And as you obey him, you do so in excellence. Do the best that you can at what God is calling you to do. Serve him well. And a very uh, a big key to making this a little bit easier, because remember, it's simple, but it's not easy, is to minimize distractions and to overcome the battlefield of the mind. This is definitely the hard part. The, bit, the hardest part about doing any of this is overcoming yourself. 
that's the hardest part is getting out your own way. And you can do that by minimizing distractions. So getting offline, just take a break, disconnect. Some of y'all, God is telling you to get off social media, get off. Some of you guys, God is telling you to get off of YouTube, get off. Because we like to do, play a little semantics and be like, well, YouTube ain't social media. YouTube, call it by name. And overcoming the battlefield of the mind. That's a big one. Going to therapy and dealing with those deep-rooted things that may be affecting your, your mental state. Keeping scripture around you and keeping it on your mind and your heart so that you can be able to apply it. So, y'all have any questions about this before we talk about the opportunity that I have for me to be your guys' coach? <clears throat> I'm going to sip my water. Get off Facebook, Shemeca. I got family who I've never met in person who be calling me on Facebook. Uh-uh. No, thank you. <laughs> Marquesha said my facial expressions need to be gifts. You know what's so funny is uh, I think it's Tanya has a screenshot in her phone of me making a face when we were on FaceTime or something. And whenever she knows I'm going to make that face, she sends it to me. <laughs> My facial expressions be crazy. God ain't delivered me from them yet. <laughs> I'll crack it up. I'm, I'm in y'all business. My bad. That's what we prayed. God, you know more than me. Chanel said Facebook is real, real weird. Very. So um, Leah says, how do you handle the middle season where you're in the middle of pivoting from entrepreneurship to executive? Getting out of your head about it. So many times we think we think so much about the thing. It takes us away from being present in the lessons of what God has called needs us to do in the day-to-day -day details, right? It's, you're thinking so much about the concept of entrepreneur to executive and I want to be an executive. I want to be an executive God. I want to be an executive God. And you're thinking about that as opposed to just going step by step that we broke down here, meditating on the word, you know, seeking God. Have I talk about having business meetings with God. The root is just building that relationship with him spending time with him and letting him do what he's calling you to do. And then managing yourself. Like I said, managing yourself is the hardest thing. And so something that I do is anything that I feel like is uh, trying to pull me away from God, whether it's emotions or whatever, I handle it immediately. And I also make decisions that counteract that. So for example, this week was a little bit of a rough week for me. And me and Charlotte have prayer calls every day. I didn't want to show up to none of them prayer calls this week because I was in my feelings. And but I recognize being in my feelings could potentially keep me away from something that I do for God every day, which is pray. And so as, aside from how I felt, I continue to just show up. That's it. And sometimes, you know, I don't feel like it, but God, I'm going to show up. I'm going to open my mouth. And so if I don't even got the words, I'm going to just say Jesus. 
So managing yourself, if during that season you find yourself um, comparing yourself a lot, you know, when you're like, uh, everybody else, they don't even love God, but they seem to be excelling and I'm not. Eliminate any triggers. Unfollow folks. Mute them. I love, man, I'll mute the mess off somebody. They don't even know. Because nowadays people know you unfollow them and that's a whole thing. People be on mute, okay? And you don't even know you on mute. I don't, you don't exist to me at that point. So anything that may be triggering to you, you know, if you see it on social media or something, mute it. If it's maybe the music that you're listening to that seems to be feeding the entrepreneur and not feeding the executive, starve it. Starve whatever's feeding the entrepreneur and feed the executive. Okay. How do I deal with overthinking and perfectionism? That's a hard one because it's, it's something that deals with itself the more that you put the thing out, even if it's not perfect. The more that you do versus overthinking and trying to pre-plan everything. The actions start, as you continue to do the actions, despite how you feel, how you feel will start to be a lot less important. There are so many things I don't feel like doing ever. I am a homebody introvert. I'm usually getting ready to be in the bed at this time. And so for me to even be on here, oh, of course I don't feel like doing it, but I got to, I'm assigned to, and I'm having a good time. <laughs> and so, you know, just, just do what it is he's calling you to do and that how you feel about it won't even really be relevant after a while. Oh yeah. So Latoya says, what is the balance between hearing from God regarding your business versus market research and what people want? Great, 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 great. So the first step is to have a business meeting with God and say, Lord, what do you need me to do? Then take those parameters and apply your research to that. So for example, God says, start Anchored Media. I want you to fill the airways with good news. That's our mission. I want you to help people um, build their podcasts. Okay, cool. Now in my market research, how am I going to do that in a way to where I'm making money, I'm standing out, I'm fulfilling a need and all of that. So those details of the operations come after I get the assignment. So for as long as the assignment is getting completed, then you're fine. So get the instruction from God and then use the market research to define the details to make sure that you're doing it correctly. So again, when another example, when he says, I want you to move from entrepreneur to being an executive, I'm like, God, what does that mean? He explains it to me and he says, start looking at things like HR. So that's what I did. I'm researching HR. I found a consultant, figuring out what exactly I needed to do. And so I start using all of that research to accomplish what he said to do. And even in the midst of that, going back to God, like, what do you think about this? I want to offer this or I want to offer that. So it's a, it's a constant dialogue, but that's where the research part fits. Where the slides be made available? Yep, there's actually an email that should have that uh, I believe is, has gone out a couple of minutes ago with uh, this link. So it's the same link because it's on YouTube. The replay will always already be here. But if you want the slides by themselves, just shoot me an email and I'll send them to you. My business seems to be falling off, and I feel call God calling me different. But can that be possible if I haven't reached this business's full potential? 
Yeah, if God is calling you to pivot, then pivot. My youth program didn't reach its full potential, but I was finished. It was time to do something else. My original um, business where I was doing marketing and things, what didn't reach its potential, but God told me to shut it down. So I had to. How do you stay consistent when you begin to feel down because motivation isn't always the answer and motivation will come and go? Discipline kicks in when motivation wears off. Discipline isn't determined by how you feel. Discipline is determined by your ability to continue to get up and persevere. So discipline is, I suggest something that you should work on. This morning, when that alarm went off at 4 a.m., I'm a morning person, so like, and I go to bed early enough, so hitting the alarm too many times is not an issue for me. This morning, I was like, bro, I hit the alarm, the snooze button like twice. And I was like, Tatum, you got to get up. And at that point, I was, I was literally like dragging my legs off of the bed, but I have to get up. I'm dis- I have to be disciplined. I have to. You have to be disciplined. This isn't going to work without discipline. Chanel said, I'd just be unfollowing. Yes. Come on, thug life. Can you give an example of how to tell the difference between a God thing and a you thing when it comes to business ideas and endeavors? You have That's where discernment of God's voice comes in. And there will be things that you want to do. And what you want to do is okay, too. You know what I mean? I, um, as long as it's Of course, honoring God, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to write a book or you wanting to have an event or something like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, But just make sure you're doing the things that God is calling you to do as well. But that just comes from hearing from him. Sorry, I, I couldn't get any more specific than that. Do you have any advice for our last one? <clears throat> and I'm going to go into, oh, okay. So, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do two more. How do you build the discipline muscle? You can do some type of like challenge. Um, so I really can't even tell you practical other than just getting up and doing it. So um, let's say you want to build discipline and waking up early. Maybe what you can do is wake up about 30 minutes earlier. So maybe for one week you wake up, let's say you usually get up at like eight. For one week, you get up at 7.30. The next week you get up at seven. The next week you get up at 6.30. So you can do something like that. Um, You can have an accountability partner, someone that holds you accountable to doing the thing. So that way you guys could um, uh, have it be an iron sharpening iron type of situation. Um, What else? Those are the biggest things that I can think of. Also, you know, think about why you're doing what you're doing. You know, if, if it takes a little bit more of an emotional push for you, think about why you're doing what you're doing. Is it your kids? Is it for uh, your family? Like, what what is it that makes it worth it for you? And, you know, put that at the top of your mind, too, and see if that helps. It got so dark in here. <laughs> I didn't even cut the light on. I forgot the sun was going down. But it's okay. We're about to die. About to be done. All right. I don't want to keep you guys too long. So let me go into the program. So if y'all ready to let me tell you about my program, say yes in the chat. 
guys. I'm so excited about this. Netta uh, says, do you have any advice for when God is telling you to rest when you have no income coming in? Girl, that was me. And when I tell you I came across during that time that scripture, don't worry about tomorrow because today had enough, has enough trouble, trouble of its own. That's where I was at because I, I didn't have, I couldn't think about tomorrow. <laughs> so take it day by day and just constantly remind yourself that he is Jehovah Jireh. He is a God who provides. And study scripture about those who were in similar positions and God provided for them. So that would be my best advice. Take it day by day. Because if you think too much about next month, the you know bills do here, bills do that, it'll just weigh you down. Take it day by day. All right, let's talk about my program. You see the branding switched. So this is something I'm doing under my personal brand because um, I am just very, very passionate about helping people become executives and doing the work. And so we talked a lot about the spiritual work, but um, this program, we're talking heavily about the practical work. So we have a program. It's called She is Uncompromising. This is an executive leadership program. It's a high-level business intensive for faith-based entrepreneurs who are looking to master the executive life and the business skills that are necessary to build a scalable company, a profitable company, one that lasts, one that makes money. Now, here's some of the things that are featured in this program. So the program is housed on Thinkific. So it's both a blend between a course and a community. So every single month, we're going to have a, a message and a mastermind. So similar how we got together today. So I'll come together today um, or during our message and mastermind share with you guys whatever God is sharing with me as it relates to our topic. And then we'll have an opportunity to really network with each other um, and to allow iron to sharpen iron and really connect a group of like-minded um, entrepreneurs. Every single week, there are going to be short modules because this program is all about application versus information. There's enough information out there. It's information overload. But based on what you guys are saying in the chat, application and accountability seem to be the missing piece. And so while we will give you the information that you need, we are designing this program to where it focuses on application and the retention of that information. So we'll have quizzes to assess your knowledge, homework that you submit to me for feedback. So you do have to submit assignments and I will give you feedback on it. I may say, hey, this marketing idea is good, but why don't you think about it from this? Yeah, this business idea sounds good, but go here so that you can go deeper on the problem that you're actually solving. So I'll give you real-time feedback on everything that you submit. Everybody, once you join our program, is going to be matched with an accountability partner. So once you come in, you have to fill out a form. It's called a business intake form. It allows us to get to know you, your background, your business, and we're going to match you with somebody who's like-minded. So if you're somebody who is already having employees, we're not going to match you with somebody who just launched their business because it's not going to be a mutually beneficial situation. So to the best of our abilities, we are going to match you with people who are in the same situation that you're in um, so that you can be able to pour into each other. We are going to do every week, uh, Ask Me Anything audio. So there's going to be a lot of, of content that comes out through the week. 
And so a lot of questions, of course, are going to come in. And so this will be an opportunity for you to ask any questions and then we'll record the audio um, of the answers with a transcript so you can search exactly what you're looking for. You don't got to listen to a full hour and some change of audio questions that don't apply. You can find the exact ones that you need. For every module, we're also going to give affordable resources. So when we talk about things like finances, we're going to give affordable financial resources for you to do um, bookkeeping in your business and keep your records and things like that. Um, we're going to give any type of marketing resources, whatever is, is relevant to the subject at hand. We're going to give you um, some affordable resources that you can start using in your business. The program comes with our God is my CEO prayer journal. If you already have one, we're still going to send you another one because if you're using it every day, you're going to run out of pages. So I want you to have um, another one. But this journal applies everything that we've talked about for the last hour and 40 minutes. So every single thing we've discussed, this journal is a guided journal that walks you through applying those things during your time with God. Now, here's my favorite part. Let me, let me sip my water because my voice going out. This program. Now, when it comes to a business, what every business needs is a lawyer, an accountant, a lawyer and an accountant. So not only do you get lessons and coaching from me, a master of business, MBA, you also get coaches, co you also get, excuse me, um, information from a CPA, an accountant who just so happens to be my baby daddy, <laughs> my husband, uh, who is a CPA. He's going to be sponsoring all of the, I think, I can't remember the month, but we're going to, I'll go over like the specific topics in a second. You're also going to get a module from an attorney, Nakia Gray, who's my attorney. Um, she is a business and intellectual property lawyer. She's amazing at what she does and helps a ton of entrepreneurs protect their business and the legal side of it. And so she has a course in our program as well, because I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a CPA. So I can give you the information, but I want you to have the actual experts that are telling you um, everything that you need. Uh, Nigel said, are we able to keep the content? Yes. Yep. It's yours. You can actually download it right from the platform. So here's the curriculum. We get started in August. So August is all about just the, uh, it's the enrollment. We hook you up with your accountability partners. We go over uh, the process of building a business guys way. So we have some content that's in there already. September is all about operations and human resources. So this program covers the main areas of business, division, operations in HR, finance, and marketing and sales. Those are the main elements to every single business. And that's, those are the areas of every single business that you need to have done correctly to be successful. So September, we're going to talk about operations and HR. Um, my first message is going to be about what you need to have in place before you have a team. Everybody always says, well, Tatum, before you had employees, what did you do and all of that? So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about validating your ideas, identifying your organizational structure. So for our company, we have a hierarchical, hierarchical organizational structure, which means everybody answers to somebody, right? I built that business um, structure for a reason. So I'm going to teach you just not just, oh, I need a team, but how is that team organized in a way to most efficiently push the business forward? 
that's an element that people don't really think about. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about legitimizing your business. What do you need to protect? Do you need a patent because you have a process that is, is uh, proprietary? Do you need to uh, file a trademark so that you have make sure your IP is in check? What are the legal risks that you're taking? What kind of business format should you form? Most people do LLCs, but why? Is that the best for you? Once you start making a certain amount of money, should you switch? You know, all of these legal things, we're going to talk about that. Um, and that, that'll be Nakia's session. We're going to talk about writing your business plan. So many people skip this step because it's not necessarily necessary, but it's very necessary to make sure you're thinking through your business. So we're going to do that. October is all about finance. This is sponsored by Uncharted Financial Solutions, which is my husband's company. Um, I'm going to do a message on scared money versus prepared money. The reason why I was able to buy a, a commercial property uh, because I was financially prepared. It was an unexpected opportunity that I was able to jump on because I was financially prepared. So we're going to talk about just prepared money versus scared money. Uh, BJ is going to go over startup costs, operating budget, financial forecasting, you know, calculating how much does it cost for my business to start? How much does it cost for my business to run? How do I finance, forecast my finances so that I can make strategic decisions in the day-to-day -day operations of my company? We're going to talk about taxes and financial management, all of that. So the IRS, we have a client, uh, one of our clients right now, we are um, managing their, we're developing their podcast as well as managing their digital marketing. And they do tax resolution. And so they work with people who um, get letters from the IRS. And I was like, whew, that must be scary. I don't, I, I don't want no smoke with the alphabet boys, okay? <laughs> no, no IRS calling me. So we're going to talk about financial management and taxes because there's a lot of people online giving horrible information that will get you locked up or that will get you um, a letter sent in the mail from the IRS very quickly. Can the live message and masterminds be revisited afterwards? Yes, you will have access to every, nothing is time specific. Of course, I want you to come in person, but you will be able to revisit everything. And then in November, we're going to be talking about uh, marketing and sales. So my message is going to be how to make selling easy. I think I'm a good salesperson, but I don't like to be hard. I don't like to sell hard. I like to be like, look, this is what we have going on like this program. This is what we have going on. This is how much it costs. This is how you can join. If you do, great. I'm excited. If you don't, that's okay. Because I wanted to make sure that I gave you a ton within this live already. So it's okay. Uh, so we're going to talk about how to make selling easy. Um, we're going to talk about understanding marketing and the role that it plays in the big picture. A lot of people I see just get straight to posting on social media, but really don't know and understand marketing from a strategic standpoint. Um, going over overall marketing strategy and the tools that, that power it, um, how to create your marketing budget in both time and money. And then we're going to wrap it up by creating a marketing plan. So you'll walk away with your business plan, your marketing plan, your money plan, your legal plan, all of the things. And then our last uh, live message and mastermind is going to be in December. And this is going to be all about strategic planning. It's going to be at the top of the top of December. Because I remember, remember I told y'all our team takes is taking all of December off. So this will be my last order of business for this year. But um, we will be doing one on strategic planning for 2023. So I'll be... Um, We'll be working together on creating your plan, putting everything that we that you learned together into a plan for the new year. 
That's it for the training. Make sure you check the show notes for the link to the video, as well as the link for you to learn more about my program. I am so excited about it. I'll have the link to that in the show notes, as well as the link to the full video. And if you have any questions or anything about the program, feel free to shoot me an email at Tatum at TatumTamia.com. That's Tatum, T-A-T-U-M at T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A.com. And I'll put my link in the show notes to make it easy for you as well. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I love you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Robinhood is an investing platform that helps serious investors with their financial goals by giving them the tools to run their money on their terms so you can make power moves in your power suit, even if that power suit might be fuzzy slippers or an oversized sweatshirt. But hey, that's what makes you you. Run your money with Robinhood. Learn more on Robinhood.com slash podcasts. Stocks and ETFs offered by Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Crypto offered by Robinhood Crypto LLC. All investing involves risk.